How's it going today, everyone? My name is Gil MacDonald, and I'm a part of the KMIH 88.9 The Bridge crew. I run a show called Power Predictions, where we love talking about everything sports. That being said, I'm extremely lucky to be talking with someone who works for one of the largest sports broadcasting companies in the world, and that company is Fox. You just might have heard of it if you've ever watched a movie produced by 21st Century Fox or seen Fox on the news or broadcasting a sports game. Well, you are in luck. I'm with the lead lobbyist today for the company. After studying business not too far away from Seattle at Wazoo, Chris Jones, the senior vice president of government relations at Fox. And after being a part of Fox for nine years, Mr. Jones has gained experience in the film and news industry, had to be a lead figure in communicating the ideas Fox had for high-level politicians, as well as had some radio experience himself when he was a part of the National Association of Broadcasters. So he knows a thing or two about interviews like these. Thank you so much for joining me today, Chris. I'm so lucky to have you, and I can't wait to be talking with you today. Gil, it's great to be on uh, with you in the great Pacific Northwest, a place that is near and dear to my heart. I'm sure right now the people listening in the greater Seattle area are super excited to have a cougar amongst them. Maybe not some of the Husky fans, but I'm sure they're excited to hear what you have to say about your time in Fox. Anytime a uh, WSU alumnus can be heard in the in the streets of Seattle, it's a good day. So I'm exactly. happy to be on with you and, uh, and looking forward to this interview. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Let's just hop in straight into the first question. I wanted to ask, how did you get the position that you are in your job today? A lot of dumb luck is the short answer. Uh, but as you alluded to, it all started at the greatest uh, higher, inst- higher learning institute institution in America, Washington State University out in Pullman, Washington. I, uh, I actually had a little radio show out there while I was uh, studying at WSU as well. KZUU uh, is the call letters for the radio station, or at least it was when I was in Pullman. And I, uh, I studied uh, business law out there, moved eventually to Washington, D.C. on a Washington to Washington uh, road trip, and um, Worked at the National Association of Broadcasters, as you, as you mentioned, for a little while, and uh, was lucky enough to join uh, Fox Corporation, then News Corporation, back in 2011. And they have not got rid of me since. That is just awesome. And super cool to hear how your radio experience has pretty much transferred over into your job today. Could you expand a little bit more on that? How going to Wazoo, one of the best radio programs in the country, has helped you and you have to be public speaking a lot in your job. How's that helped you today? Well, uh, WSU, of course, is the, uh, the home of the Edward R. Morrow uh, School of Communications. I was not a member of that uh, school, but anybody who has studied radio broadcasting or television broadcasting knows the rich history of Edward R. Morrow. It's one of the greatest journalists uh, of our time uh, and, and a WSU alumnus to boot. So, um, you know, I sort of... I guess, got a passion for broadcasting and the communications industry while I was out there. I took a entry-level uh, class called Communications Law uh, while I was there. Interestingly enough, um, you know, jumped into that class, not super interested into it. It was one of those 7.30 in the morning classes that uh, are kind of hard to get up to if you're living out in Pullman. But uh, the quarterback for Washington State at the time, Jason Gesser, was in that class. And I was so, uh, so fanboyed to be in the class 
with our with our quarterback that I kept going to uh, going to class each day. I don't blame you at all. I'd do the same thing <laughs> if a stud quarterback was at a class that I want to get into. Also, I want to go on the next question, going a little bit more back to your job. What are the most challenging aspects of being a lobbyist? You know, I think probably the most challenging aspect is just trying to overcome the reputation that uh, that comes with lobbying, right? I think um, I think inaccurately lobbyists have have a reputation uh, as as you know purveyors of evil or or some some kind of misinformation in Washington. But I think when you look at um, look at like the most trusted jobs in America, I think lobbyists actually ranks below used car salesmen. So we're, mm-hmm. we're down there uh, pretty low in, in terms of trust. And that's tough to overcome sometimes. Um, in my profession, of course, you're going to run into people that operate that way. But uh, the most successful lobbyist is going to be the person that um, tells, you, tells you the facts, um, is always truthful, um, you know, to a fault. And um, and tries to um, connect with each and every person that they're um, that they're advocating before. Lobbying is uh, literally in the First Amendment of our U.S. Constitution. Right, uh, you have a right to petition your government for redress of your grievances, and lobbyists do that on behalf of um, of a particular trade association, on behalf of a company, on behalf of labor. Um, literally everyone in America has a lobbyist, whether they know it or don't. And, um, and it, it's, a, it's a crucial part to making sure Washington functions. Yeah, and I'm so lucky to be able to talk with you today because that fascinates me so much, how I'm learning in history right now. Those doctrines from the Constitution, they're used all over today. And some people take for granted how, how just like our whole country has been formed off this constitution and that people are expressing their rights still today and lobbies being one of those jobs that is expressing that right like you're talking about. Can you go further on? You were saying that to be a lobbyist, you have to be persistent. You have to be making connections. Was there a person or a mentor in your career pathway that helped you to the role that you are at today or to be as experienced of a lobbyist as you are? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've worked for a number of great people. The two, the, the two that stand out uh, was my uh, mentor and boss at, when I was working for the National Association of Broadcasters, a guy named Dennis Wharton, who was the chief communications officer for the company. Uh, back then, I was doing public relations for NAB, and, and Dennis is, is uh, kind of a godfather of public relations, um, somebody who reporters trust go-to for information, uh, just retired this past year, and a wonderful, wonderful man. When I made the transition to uh, government relations, I was fortunate to work for a woman named Kathy Ramsey, who you know well, Gil, yeah. um, who taught me everything I know about uh, about government relations and how to lobby Capitol Hill. And uh, and she is also now retired, and, um, and <laughs> I guess we all aspire at some point to reach that point in our career where we can take take a back seat and retire ourselves yeah exactly and miss ramsey i'm sure you're serving that purpose for someone else now and it seems like there is almost that cycle to it where you now have to lead the next generation to be able to fill the spot when you eventually retire also well you want to try to you want to try to help people along um the the folks younger than me are obviously not as fortunate as i was uh, if they're looking to me for any advice or counsel, because I'm still 
still uh, still learning the trade mm-hmm. uh, today. And I just want to end with one final question because I know your time is very val- valuable. From all of your meetings with very influential and high-level politicians, who was the most famous person you were ever in a meeting with? Because I know in your job, you are constantly in meetings with, like I said before, high-level politicians, people who are very influential. Who was your coolest or most favorite person you were ever in a meeting with? Well, that's a great question. You know, in, in my world, um, I find that, uh, that members of Congress and politicians are fascinated with sports. And, and likewise, when you go talk to a sports figure, someone who's on television, uh, they're always fascinated with politics. And, um, and so I don't know if I've got a particular favorite, but I'll just say, um, you know, one of, the, one of my favorite roles at Fox is actually being able to bring those two worlds together. Um, the, more, um, the more that our government officials know about sports broadcasting, uh, the better decision-making they, they make when they write the laws and the regulations that impact sports broadcasting. I mean, if you think about it, you know, um, Fox will have this year uh, the Men's World Cup uh, being broadcast from Qatar. We will have a World Series in wow. October. We are launching a brand-new football league uh, next month in the USFL out of Birmingham, Alabama. And then, uh, and then come next year, we will broadcast the Super Bowl. All of that takes tremendous talent on behalf of production staff, on-air talent, engineers. Um, it is taken for granted when you turn your TV on and, um, and you know, just appreciate watching television, watching, watching the ball game. What you don't understand is how much goes into broadcasting that game. And, um, and there are a number of regulations uh, and laws surrounding how that, how that material is brought from the production truck to your television set or your iPhone and making sure that members of Congress understand all the intricacies and the skilled labor and technology and investment and innovation that goes into all of that is one of the most rewarding parts of my job. Yeah, well, thank you so much for doing what you do today, Chris, to get a ball game on the TV. And because I know me with baseball season starting up, I'm psyched to see my Washington Nationals back on the field and playing. But that does it for me today with all my questions. I'm sure I could talk hours on end with you about your fascinating job. But thank you so much for coming on today with me, Chris. Thanks for having me, Gil. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. It's been a pleasure. And all of you in the greater Seattle area, Go Cougs. And if you're a Husky, I'm sure you got out a lot of this and now appreciate how many great people the Cougs produce from their education. Thank you so much for joining me, Chris, and have a great day, everyone listening on 88.9 The Bridge.